Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. We're going to open up this lesson today. Again, this lesson too. If you weren't with us last week, I, I just want to mention to you, uh, we're, we're teaching on the sovereignty of God, which includes predestination, and it includes, you know, God created and controls all things, and there's a lot to it. And I mentioned to you, this is the most difficult subject in the entire Bible. If I were to teach it in a Bible school, I could go an entire semester and not, not touch every part of it. And I'm attempting to teach it in four weeks with about 30-minute lessons. So, uh, but I think we'll do a good job. I want to say up front, I won't answer all your questions, but I'm going to answer a lot of your questions. I'm going to do my best. And we pointed out last week that there are two main points of view. There's the Calvinist point of view. There's the Arminian point of view. I have pastor friends who are Calvinist, pastor friends who are Arminian. The Calvinist point of view kind of goes like this. You know, God created and controls all things and everything that happens, God foreknew it, God planned it. So bad things in your life are coming from God and so on and so forth. God's predestined everybody. So uh, before you're born, you're predestined to go to heaven or to hell. And, and I kind of don't see that exactly that way in the Bible. I lean more with the Arminian point of view, which brings in our free will. And so again, that was last week. If you weren't here, I encourage you to listen to it. This week, I want to talk about what I call sovereign covenants because God is sovereign and the sovereign God makes covenants. That's when he, he makes a contract with promises. He makes covenants with mankind. And you and I are in what's called the new covenant. And the majority of our Bible, that Old Testament, it's the old covenant or the law of Moses. So we should read our Old Testaments. I, I read mine regularly, but we have to read it understanding that's not our covenant. We want to make sure that we know that as we read it because we can come into great confusion if we don't understand that. So I thought, let's have some fun today. Let's look at the covenants. And, and, and I came up with this big idea, God moves when we move. And that's true in the old covenant, it's true in the new covenant, but we have different rules and regulations. And I just want to help you see in our covenant, God's waiting to move in your life. He's an amazing God. But we're going to take a couple of minutes and look at that old covenant. And I want to go to a really famous section of scripture. This is Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. And it reads like this. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands. Remember, this is not your covenant. This is the law of Moses, the old covenant. I give you today the Lord... Your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. So this was made with the entire nation of Israel. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you. But notice how the blessings came if you obey the Lord your God. So they had to, they had to be perfect and flawless. And they had to obey every command. And if they did, verses 1 through 14 are the blessings. And the blessings were basically, I'll bless you physically. I'll bless you financially. I'll protect you from other nations. I'll fight for you and so on. So what they had to do in order for God to bless them is follow everything to a T. Isn't that what this is saying? They had to be perfect. And if they weren't perfect, they were in trouble. So this isn't just the Ten Commandments. This is the 600 plus commandments that are in the Old Testament. So this includes the clothing they were to wear. They had, they had to wear clothing that didn't mix uh, you know, you know, uh, fibers. You couldn't have cotton with polyester, so to speak. 
Um, they had to eat clean food. They couldn't eat unclean food. And so, you know, if they woke up in the morning, jumped on their donkey, were riding to work, and they saw McDonald's and they wanted to go through the drive-through, they couldn't order an Egg McMuffin with sausage. They weren't allowed to eat sausage. And guess what? God would not bless them if they had a piece of sausage. They had to do everything perfect. So I always like to throw this in. Um, the, the moral part of the, 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 the Old Testament, the Law of Moses, you know, the Ten Commandments, that we're still to follow the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, and that, you know, all those. But we're able to do it by the grace of God from the inside out where they weren't able to do that. So they had to do everything just perfect or God wouldn't bless them. That's the covenant he made. Moses asked them, he said, you sure you want to jump in this covenant? They said, yeah, we want to jump in this covenant. We're ready for this covenant. And I love this, this, this verse in Joshua. We have to read it, understanding what it's about. Listen to Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Now notice it's the book of the law. So this is all the do's and don'ts, the 600 plus commandments. Um, you and I should meditate on the new covenant, right? We should meditate on scripture. Why? To renew our mind because that changes us. It transforms us. That's not what this is saying. This is them. Notice, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Why? So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Why? Then you will be prosperous and successful. So they had a covenant called a covenant of works. Ours is a covenant of faith. They had to be perfect. One of our core values here at Believers is no perfect people are allowed. So if I ever become perfect, I have to step down from being pastor. But it will never happen because none of us are perfect, right? There's none of us that are perfect. We're growing, becoming better, but we're not perfect. So that's how blessing came. Take a look at this. Back to Deuteronomy 28. Listen to verse 15. However... I always get a little nervous when someone says, however, and you should get nervous here if you were under the law. Listen to this. However, if you do not obey the Lord, your God, and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees, I am giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. This is called the curse of the law. Now, chapter 15, it goes all the way through to 68, guys. Verse 68. And, and this is chapter 28, verse 15. There are 53 verses of curses. And I always think of the Wizard of Oz, lions and tigers and bears. Oh no, 53 verses of curses. Oh no, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't under this covenant. You should be glad you're not under this covenant. And, and if they didn't do everything just perfect, the curses came on them. Now we live on a cursed earth with an enemy and we live in a body that's sin-stained. So we're gonna have trouble. Didn't Jesus say, in this world, you shall have tribulation, be of good cheer, I have overcome. And we go through the fire, but it's important to understand, this is different. This, this is God saying, if you don't, you're not obedient, I'm gonna have these things cling to you. They're gonna pursue you. Now listen to one more verse here, verses uh, 58 and 59. If you do not carefully follow all the words of this law, they had to do everything perfect, which are written in this book, and do not revere the glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, verse 59, the Lord will send fearful plagues on you and your descendants, harsh and prolonged disasters and severe and lingering illnesses. Notice he'll send them. Notice verse 60, 61. And he will bring on you all the diseases of Egypt that you dreaded, and they will cling to you. And the Lord will always bring, uh, will also bring on you every kind of sickness and disaster not recorded in this book of the law until you are destroyed. 
Now, the majority of the Old Testament is the law. Can you see how some really good preachers today, they love God, but you know when a hurricane comes, can you see why they'd stand up and say, God's punishing America? You guys, he's punishing you because you're, you're not obedient. Guys, we're not under this anymore. You're gonna see that as we go on. This is the old covenant. But they don't know covenants. They don't understand that. So they're well-intentioned. And then non-Christians are like, what's going on? Why would God do this? Why would he do all this? And, and that's just a broken earth. Hurricanes are a result of a broken earth that's dying because of Adam and Eve's sin. But guys, we're in what's called the age of grace. And the age of grace was from the time Jesus was raised to the dead, from the dead until the great tribulation period. And during this time, the Bible says God reigns or blesses those that are good and those that are bad. His blessings are falling on people. There will be a judgment day somewhere in the future, right? But we're living in a time, guys, where God's not, this isn't happening. This is the old covenant. Listen, let me, let me read one more thing to you uh, to help you see it. Verse, uh, verses 63 and 64. Just as it pleased the Lord to make you prosper and increase in number, so it will please him to ruin and destroy you. You will be uprooted from the land you are entering in to possess. So I read through the Bible a lot. I, I, this year, I've read through it quite a few times. And when I read this, I... I understand this is not my covenant, so I don't get scared. If you don't know that, it's kind of scary, isn't it? Listen to verse 64. Then the Lord will scatter you among all nations from one end of the earth to the other. There you will worship other gods, gods of wood and stone, which neither you nor your ancestors have known. So that's why Israel was uprooted uh, after Jesus was raised from the dead. And it happened to them many times in the Old Testament. They were dispersed all over the known world. But we're gonna find out God still loves them. He's still working with them. That's why Israel was formed as a nation. It was formed again in 1948. And, and God, God is still working with them. We'll see that. But here's what I wanna walk out of this with. Guys, we're not in that covenant. But we're in an incredible covenant. Ours is called the new covenant. And God moves when we move. If, if they were obedient, God moved. If they were disobedient, God moved. But in our covenant, he moves when we move a certain way. So I wanna share just three really cool things with you. This first one is going to get you excited. We're not really a shouting church. I'm not really a preacher. I really respect good preachers, but I, I, I can't do that. Um, but, but I can teach, right? And every now and then I say, let's give it up for Jesus, right? And then we give it up. Uh, we're, gonna have, we're, we're gonna wanna do that a few times this weekend because it's that exciting. So here's the first point, guys. Jesus took our curse under the new covenant. This is really important. He took the curse of the law. He took all the curses on him. And the book of Galatians is an interesting book. These were Christians who were, were being tempted to go back under the law of Moses. So God's writing them a book saying, guys, you don't wanna do this. And listen to one of the things he says, Galatians 3.10. For all who rely on the works of the law are under the curse, as it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. So they wanna be circumcised, begin to follow the law. And he's like, are you kidding? The law had a curse. You don't wanna get under that. And listen to this, verse 11. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says, the person who does these things will live by them. And isn't that what we saw? If they were perfect, they were blessed. If they were not perfect, the curse came on them. But he's saying, we're not under that. We, we, we believe by faith. We get into this covenant by faith. You ready, for, you ready for the money verse? Here it comes, guys. It's really amazing. Verse 13. Christ redeemed us 
from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole or a tree or crucified. Guys, the word redeem means to purchase us up out of. So get a hold of this. Jesus purchased us up from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. And then listen to verse 14. He redeemed us so the curse would not come on us, but notice what he wants to come on us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we may receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. This is a good time, TCI Boardman Warren. Can we give it up and say thank you, God? <laughs> Woo! Now, this would be fun. T.D. Jakes could have some fun with this. You know, one of those kind of guys. Now, now, I can't preach, but I can get excited, right? I'm excited, right? Listen, listen, listen. Here's, here's the second point. You ready? God promised not to punish us under the new covenant. Isn't that nice? He promised not to punish us. That's absolutely amazing. He took the curse, promised not to punish us, and you and I need to understand that. So in Jeremiah chapter 31 and chapter 32, those two chapters, the Bible, way back then, God began, began to prophesy, because God stands above time, he sees the beginning all the way to the end. He began to prophesy about the new covenant. And then in the book of Hebrews, they're quoting that. So I wanna read out of Hebrews, but they're quoting Jeremiah 31, 32. It's not just Israel, it's, it's anyone who believes in Jesus, and we know that now. So l listen, listen to this, Hebrews 8 and verse 11. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know him or know me from the least of them to the greatest. This is talking about when we meet Jesus. And isn't that true? I remember before I accepted Jesus, I was at a point where I, I didn't even think God existed. I was very angry with God, grew up in church. My brother died when I was 18. I was very upset with God. And I walked away from him. Then I met Jesus, accepted him as savior. And it was like, whoa. No one could tell me God doesn't exist. Once I met Jesus, it's like, I don't know everything about God, but I know he's real. I know he's real. You tell me whatever you want, I'm gonna follow him, he's real. And that's what this covenant does. Now listen to verse 12 and 13. This is your covenant. For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he made the first one obsolete. What is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. So God's, it's still there because God made a couple promises to Israel that he has to fulfill but I don't know if you, you got that first part. You ready? Uh, we're redeemed from the curse. But God's not punishing us. Did you see what he did, did with your sins? If you accept Jesus, I want you to notice this. I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. That's, that's a way better covenant. Whew. Can, it, can we say thank you, Jesus, one more time? Oh, I'm so glad he took the curse. I'm so glad about what Jesus did. This is amazing. And you might say, were well, you giving us a license to sin? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? The Bible says the goodness of God brings us to repentance. And when I find out that God loves me unconditionally, I'm like, show me what you want. How do you want me to live, God? Thank you. You mean you accept me with all my flaws? Yeah, God, it's gonna take me a lifetime and I still won't be perfect, but I'm gonna keep trying. That's all right, Joe, just keep trying. I forgave you of your wickedness and I remember your sins no more. That's absolutely amazing. That's amazing. Now, guys. Hi, Boardman. <laughs> listen, listen, guys. Je Jeremiah 32, 40. Same thing. We're just going over to Jeremiah now. I love this verse. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good to them. This is your covenant. 
Listen to this. And I will inspire them to fear me. I don't know why, but when I accepted Jesus, I know why. I, I, I fear God. That means a wholesome respect. I, man, God is God. He is so awesome. Guys, uh, look, look at this. So, so they will never turn away from me. I, I've fallen many times as a Christian. I've stumbled, you know, and, and especially when I was a young Christian, I'd sin and I'd do this wrong, I'd do that wrong. But I, I never have had plans of leaving. Are you kidding? I'm going to leave him? He saved me. He set me free, right? He's awesome. Now, now watch this. I will rejoice. This is God now. I will rejoice in doing them good and will assuredly plant them in the land with all my heart and soul. God, God just really wants. So when, when Jesus comes back, you and I will be planted in that land with, along with all, all the Jewish people that believe in him. That's amazing. But here's just, I want to just read it one more time. I will rejoice in doing them good. Guys, we live in a crazy world. Broken earth. We have an enemy. Uh, we have sin-stained bodies that we're working with and trying to overcome this and that. But God's not the bad guy. God's the one that's wanting to do you good. And that's so important to understand. It changes whether or not we go to God in prayer. It changes everything. It, because now we realize this isn't God punishing me. This isn't God punishing me. This isn't God teaching me a lesson. Now, can we learn a lesson as we walk through tough times? Yeah, we, we get thrown into fire, don't we? That's the fire of this earth, right? It's not God throwing us in. But if you live here, is there fire down here? Is there trouble down here? Jesus said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome. So we live on earth with a lot of trouble. And I know when I've had tough times in my life, I know God grew me during that time. But he didn't throw me in the fire, guys. He walks us through the fire. He walks with us as we walk through the tough times. And that's important to understand. So Jesus took the curse. God's not bringing punishment into our life. This third one's really amazing. You ready? Faith moves God under the new covenant. God moves when we move. And if we're going to move God, we need to begin to release some faith. And I picked a section of scripture that has to do with healing. And whenever I talk about healing, man, the last thing I want is for anybody to walk out feeling, uh, you know, uh, rejected or like I prayed and God didn't do this or this didn't happen. Listen, guys, here, here's what I love to say. Shoot for the stars. Believe everything God said. And if you only hit the moon, you're way, you're way higher than the earth, right? And no matter how many failures you've had, keep believing what God's promised because it, it is what moves God. And this is an amazing scripture. Listen to James 5.14. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. So um, uh, you're, you're gonna notice here, believers, we don't anoint with oil because the Bible gives us two ways. Uh, you can just lay hands on a person. That means you put your hand on their arm or their shoulder and you pray over them. And I learned in our culture, they were used to, in our culture, people aren't used to you rubbing oil on their head. They might smack you, you rub some oil on their head, right? We have prayer every serve, after the end of every service, we pray for people. And you know, they're, they're gonna go to dinner, they don't want oil on their head or whatever, you know? But thankfully, we can pray different ways. But it's not the oil. The oil's a point of contact, laying hands on someone's a point of contact. I want you to see what, what, what moves God. Listen to verse 15. And the prayer offered in faith. Notice, oil may have medicinal purposes in many ways, but that's not what this verse is talking about. Listen, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. So that means we just say, God, thank you for promising. We're praying in faith. But notice this, the Lord will raise them up. Now, that's the same Lord 
that, that didn't raise them up until they prayed, right? God's waiting for us to move. He's waiting for us to believe. That's what he's waiting for you to do. That's what he's waiting for me to do. It, it releases God to do his thing. So I guess I could say it this way. Living a perfect Christian life isn't gonna get your prayers answered. You need to pray, right? It, they live perfect, God bless them. But guys, we can live perfect. We still need to release that faith. And I love this last part. You ready for it? If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Why do you think God threw that in there? If you're like me, if I miss it, if I do something I shouldn't do, don't you feel some guilt sometimes? And God's just telling you, you know what? I forgave your sins. I remember them no more. I forgave your wickedness. So he wants to make sure we're not guilted and not able to receive from heaven. So God moved when they moved. And so when they prayed, God moved. God moves when we move. And I wanna, I wanna share a story with you. This is the Bible story. Many of us know it. I, I wanna help you see it maybe from, a, from just a new inspired set of eyes. But it has to do with that woman that had the internal bleeding problem in the Bible, Mark chapter five. The Bible says she went to every doctor. She spent all the money she had and nobody, no doctor could heal her. And thank God for great doctors. You know, if she lived today, they could have healed her as an outpatient. They would have just went in, cauterized whatever was bleeding and fixed her. But isn't it true today that we have situations to come up that doctors, as good as they are, as awesome as they are, uh, there's no answer. And that, so this woman couldn't get help from anywhere. And the Bible says Jesus came to her town she heard everything that he had done. That means she heard that he was healing blind people and, and giving deaf people hearing and he was raising the dead and just healing all kinds of people. She heard about that. So she sees him and she sees him being thronged. In the Bible, when it says he was thronged, that means that there were so many people around him. Every time he took a step, 15 more people touched him. So he'd take a step, 15 people. Take another step, 15 new people. And they were looking at him like a rock star. That's Jesus. I just want to touch Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they just wanted to touch him. And he's walking. The Bible says she forced her way through the crowd. After she said this, she said, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be whole. So she said, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be whole. And then she forced her way through the crowd. She was weak. She was coming to, to a place where she was going to die. And the Bible says she reached and she touched his clothing. And the most amazing thing happened. The Bible says power went out of Jesus and went, out of, and went into her. It never, never went into those other people thronging him, but it came right out of him. And, and went into her, and it says she was immediately healed, and then Jesus stopped, and he said, who touched me? This disciple says, Jesus, we told you to wear a hat. You've been, you've been in the sun too long. I mean, 15 people are touching you every time you take a step. Why would you stop and say, who touched me? I mean, people have been touching you now for, for 100 yards, right? He says, no, 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 they're touching me as a rock star. They're touching me as this and that. He said, somebody touched me, and he stopped. And listen to what happens. This is Mark chapter five, verse 32. But Jesus looking around to see who had done it. Uh, then the woman knowing what had happened to her came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear told him the whole truth. Here's what happened. She said, Jesus, she told him the whole story. I don't need to repeat it. But she said, I said, if I can just touch your clothes, I'll be made whole. And then I snuck up behind me. You didn't even see me coming, Jesus. And I touched your clothes and boom, this power came into me. And everybody's listening, right? And so she told him what happened, and here's what he said, verse 34. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. 
You know, sometimes we have something going on and it's so big, we need gifts of the spirit, workings of miracles. But, but in this case, I just want you to see what happened. Everybody else touched him and got nothing. She touched him, saying, believing that if I can touch him, I'll be whole. And what did Jesus say? It wasn't his prayer. He never prayed for her. He said, your faith made you whole, which means she pulled that right out of heaven. That's amazing. God moves when we move. So I want to ask everybody a question, okay? Don't we all have things messed up in our lives? Some of, some of you might have some messed up relationships. Maybe, maybe your marriage needs fixed, right? So you, you, you have all this problems. I want to ask you a question. What are you reaching out to heaven and believing God to do? Don't, don't just let the enemy make you think that it's over. What do you believe in God to do? Some of you have problems with your parents and others have problems you know, in school or others have problems with your kids and you're frustrated, right? I wanna ask you a question. What are you reaching out to heaven and believing God to do? You, if you can believe God to do whatever you need him to do and reach out in those promises, you can see God do some amazing things. And so I want you to walk out of this Lesson today, understanding that God moves when you move. And I'm asking you a question, what are you reaching out and believing God to do in your life? I don't know about you, but I'm, a, I'm blessed and I'm amazed that God's waiting for us to believe for something. So think about what you need in your life. Think about how God loves you. He didn't bring the bad thing in and God's waiting for you to begin to pray and just believe him to begin to work in that circumstance. Before we close this lesson, guys, one more time, I think we need to say thank you, Jesus, for the new covenant. Thank you for taking the curse. Thank you that we can pray and believe you to do miracles in our life. Woo! It's awesome. Now let's pray. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Let's pray. Father, I did my best to teach this part of the Bible. For some, we've heard it many times, but Lord, you know how I pray. Every time I read it, every time I preach it, I just ask you to show us something new, and I thank you for doing that. Lord, I thank you for inspiring us to reach for the stars, to believe what you said, to pray and to believe for you to move in our lives. I thank you, Lord. We thank you that you're the God of miracles. We thank you that there's nothing that you can't do. We thank you that you meet us wherever we're at in this life. And we just thank you, Lord, for doing incredible things in our lives. And Lord, thank you so much that Jesus took the curse for us. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I'm so excited that the curse has been taken. And Lord, we're so excited we're children of yours. And we thank you for moving in our lives. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're in TCI right now. Maybe your first time. Maybe Boardman. Maybe you're visiting. Maybe you've been here a couple times. Maybe here, Warren. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I want to ask you the most important question in the universe. Isn't that amazing? The most important question in the universe is in the Bible. And, and, and it's the first question all of us want to answer. And here's the question, what have you done with Jesus? It's the most important question in the universe. Because uh, you and I grew up in America, post-Christian society. Uh, we all know who he is. We celebrate Christmas, Easter. We know who Jesus is. Some, many of us grow up in church. We know who Jesus is. But that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, what have you done with him? Can you remember a day in your life where you said, Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you're the only way to heaven. And this day right now, I accept you as my savior. Make a decision to follow you. You know, Jesus said, if you call on my name, I'll save you. And, and I went to church a lot of years and didn't know that. And then finally at 19, I had someone come tell me. And when I did it, my world changed like you can't believe. It's the most amazing thing. 
my eyes were open. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. TCI Borman Warren. Listen, guys, listen. If you're listening, you say, I can't remember accepting Christ, but I'm ready to do it today. Would you pray with us right now? The rest of us, can we pray? Let them hear us. We're going to help them pray. So help, let's help them. If you're praying for the first time, just believe and just say this after me. Say, Lord God, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for us. Thank you for taking the curse. Thank you for freeing us from sin. Thank you for raising from the dead. And this day I look to you. I accept you as my savior. I, I call you Lord of my life. And I make a decision to follow you. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen, listen. A miracle happened in your life if you prayed that for the first time and you meant it. A miracle happened. You may not have felt anything, but it's amazing what just happened. God washed all your sins away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. God became your father. The Bible says we become the children of God by placing faith in Christ Jesus. It's amazing. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc slash give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.